Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled My Cultivation Experiences While Installing Satellite Dishes by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 30, 2023. One day, a practitioner asked if I wanted to attend a cultivation experience sharing conference. I said yes. Many practitioners were there, and Yuan's sharing really touched me. She told me a story of how New Tang Dynasty Television, NTD, helped save people. She went to Ping's home and saw her sitting on the floor crying. Her husband had just slapped her. Yuan said, It's because you did not clarify the truth to him to the point that he understands Falun Dafa. If you install an NTD satellite dish, the programs can help him understand the truth. But I don't have money, Ping responded. I'll get it for you, replied Yuan. Just leave it to me and don't worry about it. Yuan got the money and had a dish installed at Ping's home. Ping's husband gradually understood the truth and told her, you don't need to go out to distribute DAFA materials. I'll do it. In the past, Ping distributed materials every day. Her husband was afraid she would be apprehended by the police, so he beat her. But now he went out to distribute materials. He soon began to practice Falun DAFA. I was really surprised by NTD's power in saving people and was determined to do more to help out with this project. As soon as I had this thought, Master made arrangements for me. A local practitioner said, if any of you want the satellite dish installed, we'll arrange for someone to do it. If anyone wants to learn how to install them, we'll train you. Three other practitioners and I wanted to learn. The four of us discussed it and decided that the men would do the installations while the women would be responsible for making the arrangements. We brought back several satellite dishes. They were very large, 1.8 metres in diameter. We soon installed all of them. At that time, the only available satellite was the Asia-Pacific one, which used the large dishes. A Korean satellite was later available and we could use smaller dishes. I did not have a job at the time, so I just focused on improving my skills in installing the dishes. I still participate in this project. Of the original four practitioners, one was arrested and illegally sentenced to many years in prison. Another practitioner passed away due to illness karma. A practitioner and I went to another county to install satellite dishes. The persecution of Falun Dafa in that county was intense, and many coordinators were arrested and imprisoned. Practitioners from outside the county who went there to distribute materials were also arrested. I thought that the more evil the place, the more NTD was needed, as the residents were severely poisoned by the Chinese Communist Party's, CCP's, lies and propaganda. We filled the car with satellite dishes. Before we set off, I asked Master to help us. We came to a security checkpoint that was guarded by armed police. They stood on both sides of the road, holding long guns. Several cars ahead of us were being inspected. The car trunks were opened and the drivers and passengers were searched. What should we do? We knew that our car could not be searched. The practitioner driving had strong righteous thoughts and drove right past the checkpoint. No one tried to stop us. What was even more amazing was that when we were about to pass through the checkpoint, all the police turned their backs to us and pointed the muzzles of their guns downward. 
we knew Master was protecting us. I later heard from an insider that the police captain received a call that someone very important would be passing through the checkpoint. They must have thought we were that person, so no one dared to stop us. This incident really gave us great encouragement. We worked in that county for several days, travelled hundreds of miles, and installed all the 20-plus dishes we had, except one which needed repairs. One family was introduced to NTD by a fellow practitioner. After we finished installing the dish, the husband turned on the TV and a video of the nine commentaries on the Communist Party was playing. He said to me in a serious tone, Do you know what I do? I am from the 610 office and used to be a police officer. I responded, No matter what you do, you still must understand the truth and be saved. I've read the nine commentaries and what's said in it is true, he replied, especially the parts about the Cultural Revolution and the Tiananmen Square Massacre. I know these things well since I personally lived through them. He smiled as he continued, Tomorrow I will also go out to let people know about DAFA. Where will you go, I asked. I'll go to the park to talk to the seniors. Just with you installing this dish, I understand everything. I have done a lot of bad things, especially when I was in the police department. I helped him quit the CCP and told him to remember, Falun Dafa is wonderful. I told him, even though you have done bad things in the past, you now understand the truth. It's fine as long as you correct yourself and apologise. In the future, you should do more good things. He continued, My family are all CCP members and I'll tell them to quit. Just by reading the nine commentaries and seeing NTD, he changed so much and truly wanted to be saved. We installed eight dishes in one community and one of them was inside a steamed bun shop owned by a practitioner couple. Their business was very good and they had many customers. The couple was very righteous and said that they were busy selling buns and struggling to find time to clarify the facts to save people. Now, they had NTD installed in the shop so people could watch it while waiting for their steamed buns. They kept the TV on all day. A uniformed police officer went to buy steamed buns. He watched the TV for a while and said, Why are you playing this? Isn't this poisoning people? The practitioner answered, Wasn't the Cultural Revolution and June 4 massacre real? Take a closer look. He didn't leave and kept watching. He came back and bought steamed buns every day and watched NTD. When the couple forgot to turn the TV on one day, he asked, Why is your TV off? They immediately turned it on. The officer never caused any trouble for them. The practitioner at the steamed bun shop called me later and asked me to go there. He gave me a phone number and said that someone wanted a satellite dish installed. I made the call and it was a young man who wanted to watch NTD. He had NTD installed for his mother, and she was very happy, so he had me install one for him. It was like a chain reaction originating from that steamed bun shop. I ended up installing many dishes in that community. I take great care installing every dish. Since I decided to do this project, I must do it well. During the installation, I always tighten the screws tightly so that the dish will stay put even in strong winds. I'm always thinking about how to install the fixtures better, and I sometimes even dream about it. It's very important because how the dish is installed will affect the stability and quality of the signal. Tightening a screw may seem very simple, but even when it's off by a tiny bit, the signal may not be received well. In order to achieve the best viewing effect, 
I also use the highest quality materials, especially for the tuners and high definition set-top boxes. When it comes to saving people, we must be mindful of how we do the work and what we use. This has become my principle for doing this project. The above is based on my personal experience. If anything is not in accordance with the FAR, please kindly point it out. Following is an experience sharing article from the 20th China Farhui entitled Persevering in Making Phone Calls to Clarify the Truth by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 18, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. At the end of 2013, I started using mobile phones to clarify the truth. I had three phones. Two made automated calls with pre-recorded messages, and the other one was used to make direct calls to people. I usually go out to make the calls every day, rain or shine. With Master's compassionate protection, I've made it to today. I'd like to tell you about my experiences. Part 1. Purchasing phone cards. In the beginning, most local practitioners participated in the project. We purchased prepaid SIM cards. It was very convenient and safe and we didn't need to show our IDs or have our photos taken to buy them. Things went very smoothly for a few years. I often went out with three other practitioners to make the calls. When someone agreed to quit the Chinese Communist Party, it encouraged us to keep up our efforts. One practitioner was very good at persuading people to quit the CCP. One day she helped 60 people quit. Sometimes we didn't go home until sunset. However, as more and more practitioners began making phone calls, the CCP tried to stop us. Anyone who purchased a new SIM card had to show their ID and have their photos taken, and we could only buy one card at a time. We were shocked by the sudden change. We looked within and realised that we didn't cherish the cards since it was so easy to get them. Unable to buy the SIM cards, most practitioners joined other projects, but the four of us did not want to give up and decided to continue. We could reach out to people across China without having to travel. Master saw our earnest hearts and helped us. I went to the shop where I previously purchased cards. As I had been there many times, the owner already knew me. I told her that I wanted to buy cards, but I couldn't show her my ID or have my photo taken. She asked another customer to help. She pointed at me and said, She's a good person, but she doesn't have her ID. Can we use your ID to buy two cards for her? He agreed. I was grateful to Master for helping me. Later, another practitioner also went to the shop and she asked the owner if she knew better ways to buy the cards without having to show our IDs. It happened that the owner was going to the city to purchase some goods. She checked with a dealer she knew and he could provide the cards without seeing our IDs. We could buy as many as we wanted and we were able to add money to them without revealing our identities. It was great news. Many practitioners bought cards and continued making phone calls. We knew Master was looking after us. Part 2. Persevering in Making Calls One day, the coordinator told us that the CCP was about to launch another persecution campaign and asked us to stop making the calls for a while. The four of us discussed this and said, Our truth clarification calls can save people. This is what Master wants. Nothing can prevent us from doing it. 
Master said in far teaching given at the 2002 conference in Boston, USA, quote, The old forces don't dare to oppose our clarifying the truth or saving sentient beings. What's key is to not let them take advantage of the gaps in your state of mind when you do things. Unquote. At the beginning of 2020, the COVID pandemic broke out and most cities were under strict lockdown, including ours. A fellow practitioner lives in my neighbourhood, so it's very convenient for us to meet. We felt we should not be stopped by the lockdown. With our strong righteous thoughts and master's protection, we managed to go out every day and continue calling people. Then, in April 2021, the CCP launched the Zero Out Harassment Campaign, trying to force every practitioner on its blacklist to renounce Falun Dafa. One night, around 6pm, someone knocked on our door and said, I'm from the police. I need to talk to you. Before they came, they harassed another practitioner, videotaped her and tried to threaten her into writing a statement to renounce Falun Dafa. I heard what happened, so I stopped my husband from opening the door when the police came. I told them I wouldn't talk to them. If I let them in, I was allowing them to commit a crime against me. They left. When I was about to go out to make the phone calls the next day, my husband went outside first and confirmed that no police were staked outside. I continued my daily routine of truth clarification. Part 3. Effective Truth Clarification Through Storytelling When I made the call, I started by explaining the basic facts about Falun Dafa and why people need to withdraw from the CCP and its affiliated organisations. Depending on the situation, I tell different stories to help people understand the facts. During the pandemic, the Minghui website published many articles describing how people recovered from COVID or did not get infected at all by reciting the auspicious phrases, Falun Dafa is good and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I often talked about these stories during the calls and the results were very good. Sometimes I told stories of my own family members. My sister-in-law's entire family tested positive for the virus, but she was fine as she had been reciting the phrases. Even though she's in her 70s, she's very healthy and does most of the household chores. Another story was about my sister, who lived in a small village near the mountain. One year, a mudslide came. The moment her home was about to be engulfed, she shouted, Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion and forbearance is good. As she kept shouting, the mudslide, as if it had eyes, turned in front of her house and flowed away. Sometimes I also tell stories about myself. My health used to be very poor. I tried various treatments and spent a fortune, but nothing helped. Shortly after I began practicing Falun Dafa, I recovered, and I've enjoyed good health ever since. Part 4. Overcoming my fear When I first started to make the calls, I was constantly worried about being monitored or reported. When people hung up on me and I called back a second time, if that person's line was busy, my fear would surface and I would worry whether he was making the phone call to report me. I usually replace the SIM card. Sometimes the person who answered the call would threaten me, saying things like, Do you know who I am? How dare you tell me that? Some said, I'm going to report you. Others said, This cell phone number is yours, right? I've memorised this number, just wait. Agonised by my fear, I tried to send forth righteous thoughts to clear away the interfering factors, but I found it very hard to completely overcome my fear. 
Through fast study, I understood that the root of fear is selfishness. My fear of being reported was because I didn't want to be harmed. I was only thinking about myself and did not consider the safety of sentient beings. The fear is not my true thought. I need to negate it. If people report me, they are committing a crime against DARFA. Instead of worrying about my own safety, I should be concerned whether they are putting themselves in a dangerous situation. My fear might exactly be the excuse used by the old forces to destroy sentient beings. Master said in Lecture 5 of Duan Fallon, quote, One righteous mind can subdue 100 evils. If you do not pursue anything, no one will dare to bother you. Unquote. Master's far strengthened my righteous thoughts. I knew in my heart that if I did not go along with the fear, the evil would not dare to persecute me. After that, whenever I had those thoughts, I immediately negated them. This thought is harmful to sentient beings. I don't want it. My fear would leave. When I make phone calls now, I treat those on the other end as my own family members, and I sincerely tell them the way to stay safe, and that if they understand the facts, they'll have a bright future. As the fire rectification keeps pressing forward, I will continue making phone calls, cultivate myself well, and save more sentient beings. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.